Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's episode, we have a special guest interview today. Before we get into all that, a quick reminder to subscribe to us on YouTube for exclusive interviews and content and whenever we go live at youtube.com slash attacking third. Today, we're joined by United States Women's National Team player, World Cup champion, and Olympian midfielder for OL Reign, Rose Lavelle. Welcome back to the show, I should say. How are you doing, Rose? I'm great. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, we're happy to have you back, and we're so excited uh, to have you joining us. Uh, Challenge Cup uh, over NWSL regular season in full swing. So let's just start with an easy one here at the top of the uh, segment. How How has the year been starting off for you? Um, I mean, it's been good so far. We, um, had a decent run in the challenge cup. Um, not the best start to the regular season, but it's wild because it's only like three games. in. I feel like we are like halfway through the season already. It's, it seems like it's been so long, but it's just getting started. The years, the days, they all kind of run together. And especially when we get into the mix of this regular season, right? Yes. I'm, it's like wild. I'm like, wow. We've, I mean, we've been doing it for like three months now, but so only three games in. Exactly. But, uh, OL rain, a lot of different changes. However, I want to talk about head coach, Laura Harvey, you ended the Mm -hmm. 2021 season with her at the helm. And now you've had her for a full preseason, a full challenge cup and to kick off this regular season. What is it about Laura Harvey that her coaching works so well, right? She's won NWSL coach of the year, a number of times. Um, and as you mentioned, a great run throughout the challenge cup and with such a great team, what is it about Laura Harvey and her coaching? Oh, I've, I like love Flora. I, she has been so awesome. I actually like found out that she was going to be the rain coach. She was with us at the Olympics, obviously. So I found out she was going to be our coach at the Olympics. And I was like, so happy. I was like big celebration. She's, um, she's amazing. I think she's somebody that everybody like rallies around. She just has like such a like fun personality Um, but then I think she's intense in the moments that she needs to be her soccer brain is incredible. So I think she's just been able to bring in this, um, balance of like fun and serious and like intense and competitive, but, um, you know, light in the moments we need to be light, like getting into us in the moments we need to get into us. I think she's, um, she's just been incredible. I think she's exactly what, like what our group needed and, um, it's, I think it's exciting because I feel like every game we feel like we're like getting a little bit better, a little bit better. And then 
we have a little hiccup, we go, we address it. We, um, nobody's safe in the best way possible. Like, I think we're, we're all in it together. So it's like one person makes a mistake. We all make a mistake. We're like on it. And, um, yeah, she's, she has been like so amazing for, for the team. You know, sometimes when there's, um, when a coach kind of comes into a certain part of the season, there's maybe a little bit of uh, concern about how this is going to look or what that's going to look like. If you've already been going through a year looking a certain type of way, but Harvey came in and you all made a semi final run towards, towards the end of 2021 there. And then like we've been talking about a full preseason now and a challenge cup to go through uh, at the start of the regular season, something else that has sort of maybe stemmed from that 21 season into now 2022. I want to talk to you a little bit about is uh, this kind of maybe budding rivalry a little little bit with the the Washington spirit. I I'm a huge fan of, uh, of rivalries that tend to kind of grow organically a little bit on the grassroots. And, and sometimes I think with the, the NWSL celebrating its 10th year, we look back at kind of rivalries across the league. They've been kind of a uh, pigeonhole to maybe like regions and, and sort of geographical areas, but I'm, I'm loving what we're sort of seeing between uh, these two teams right now. And you've got Pacific Northwest side versus uh, an East coast side. Can you, chat with me a little bit about being part of, of this budding rivalry in the league right now. Yeah. I mean, obviously we've already played them twice this year and um, haven't come out on the winning end either times. I think our first performance, we were disappointed with ourselves and I think um, we came out and put out a really good performance the next game. Um, Unfortunately, soccer is soccer. And sometimes when you think it should go your way, it doesn't. Um, But we go again this weekend for, them <laughs> for the third time in three weeks. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely been, um, been a rivalry in the making. I think spirits obviously a really good team. Um, they have some really big threats and, um, yeah, I think it's been, it's been fun. And I feel like a little bit of like a tactical showdown whenever, whenever we play them, it kind of feels similar. I mean, obviously, rain Portland is like the biggest rivalry, but I feel like it feels like a little similar in that it's just kind of like, how can these two teams tactically mess each other up? That's exactly a tactical rivalry rivalry. It's like a chess match on the pitch, (laughs) honestly. And, and you can tell that the players just love that. And coach Harvey loves that as well. Looking at the landscape of the NWSL 12 teams in the challenge cup, it was broken into regional groups. So as a team in the Pacific Northwest and OL rain, you got to face both Cali expansion sides. Uh, multiple times between Angel City and San Diego um, with this expansion of the league and the growing competitive NWSL. How does the competition compare to maybe years past with these two new expansion sides since you have a a bit of familiarity with them so far? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think they've, they've started off like really good for expansion teams. And um, I kind of feel like there's so much more, what's the word? There's so much more parity in the league. I feel like it keeps mm-hmm. getting better every year. And like, I feel like it's always been the, the case in this league where the, the bottom team can beat the top team at any given day. But I feel like it's like being even holding even more truth, like the longer we get into this league, um, which makes it very fun and exciting and even more competitive and even harder um, to compete in. Um, that's probably why it feels like I'm halfway through the season and I'm only three games in. 
Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's great for the league and hopefully it keeps uh, bringing in more and more talent and more people are going to want to come and um, play and grow the league even more. Nice. Let's uh, maybe shift things a little bit. Let's let's look at the the national team. There's been some recent news. I don't know if maybe you've heard, uh, but it's kind of a historic CBA that was signed by the USWNTPA and also a second contract for the men's national team as well. Um, just wanted to to sort of get your uh, piece on this because we've seen a lot of great stuff out there from from Becky Sabron or, or Mitch Purse or, or Becca Rue. But for you, for Rose Lavelle, how how is important is it to to have this this CBA in, in place now? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Like such, such a cool day for, um, women's sports, women everywhere. I think, um, the pay disparity is it's not just a fight for women's soccer. It's a fight for women everywhere. And so I think, um, this is kind of something that can help push the envelope a little. And, um, it's been such an honor to be a part of, but I think, um, we have to credit all the people that came before us that helps like lay the foundation down and help make this possible. I think, um, we would not be where we are without, without them. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's very cool step in the right direction. I think we still have a long way to go, but, um, I think we can celebrate this for, for a little bit right now. (laughs) Yeah, definitely deserves some celebration. I love that you're looking back at all of the people that made this possible and also looking to the future about all that can change it. But a person that was very influential in, in this part of the change was, um, your opponent half the time and your teammate half the time, Portland and USA defender, Becky Sauerbronn. She's president of the U S women's national team PA. And she was instrumental in helping this CBA get done. Knowing Becky for you as a teammate, as an opponent in the NWSL, what really is the talents or or the personality of Becky Sauerbronn to be the person at the forefront of this historic CBA, knowing her personally. I mean, I feel like she, the same kind of like calm, confident presence she has on the field. It's the same way off the field. And I feel like that's like, there's, there's no other person you want leading your team when there's just like, you have that kind of like confident, strong leader who isn't going to take any shit. Sorry for my word, but, um, she's just like, she's just a badass. And it's like, it's incredible to like be her teammate and, um, learn from her every day. I think, yeah, this, the team wouldn't be anywhere like where it is now without her. Um, same with the PA. I think she's been so instrumental on and off the field for the landscape of women's soccer. You know, it's like cool to hear. So you hear you talk about this in, in terms of describing Becky Sauerbrunn, but something that you've brought up already and that we hear a lot about um, within these moments of this in, in within the space is this concept of uh, growing the game or evolving the sport, leaving it better for, you know, when you found it. And this sort of feels like a really huge thing that folks can kind of point to and say, this is a thing that I was a part of, and I know that it's going to make things better moving forward. So for U.S. soccer, for the women's national team, what does something like this new CBA, like how does this set like a, a new precedent for, for future teams and future players who kind of come into the pool? Yeah, I mean, I think it shows that equal pay is possible. And um, so I think hopefully this kind of starts a ripple effect. I know that there's other federations who have, um, done this before us, but hopefully, like I said, it keeps pushing the envelope and, um, 
growing the game, not just in our country, but like beyond in the world. I hope everyone else sees this and it's us a present that like women's soccer, women's sports, it's here to stay. There's value, there's support in it and um, open your eyes and get on board. I love that. Open your eyes and get on board. Looking at the future, uh, immediate future, World Cup for the women is in 2023. So CONCACAF Championship is this summer. As someone uh, like yourself in that pool with lots of rotations between new generations and, and veterans coming in, personally, when you look at uh, the future for the U.S. national team and your personal goals for the next two years before the World Cup, uh, what are they? What, what are your personal goals for the national team level? I mean, I think first and foremost, qualify for the World Cup and Olympics this summer. Um, I think don't want to look past that at all. Um, and then I think going to the World Cup, I think we have an incredible pool of players that um, it's going to be honestly hard to narrow down. I think there's like so many so many dangerous players across all lines. Um, so I think it's going to be an exciting time. And I think we're going to go into it and um, hope, hope to do what we did last time. <laughs> uh, in terms of uh, preparing for this type of year, there's there was already a Challenge Cup that we talked about a little bit, the beginning stages of a regular season that already feel like it's so long, but there's going to be World Cup qualifiers. So there's going to be some added soccer within some of the, the club soccer. And in doing all of your preparations, you got to make sure that you're good to go, no matter where level you're playing on, whether it's club level, right, or national team level. You recently partnered with Icy Hot for the pro product line. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So, uh, I think with this specific campaign, I've, um, in my career, I've obviously recognized the value in rest and recovery. Um, I think it's been really important to me, um, after a match or like a big tournament or whatever it is, but not everybody gets that luxury. So, um, in partnership with icy hot, um, I'm introducing the pro time off campaign. And it's about recognizing the stories of everyday athletes and the pro level effort they put into their craft and, um, helping encourage them to take time off and recover the same way that, um, pro athletes do. Cause if you're putting pro time effort in, then you should get pro time off. <laughs> Uh, for for you, pro time is about resting, right? And recovering mm -hmm. and doing it consistently. Um, so many times we talk to rookies in the NWSL and getting their first shot at the, the national team. What is your advice to them about finding a consistent rest day routine and, and finding that professionalism to recover? Oh my gosh. Well, I think obviously like, I love soccer so much, but I think without the off days, I am like not able to recharge and really like give a hundred percent every single time I go out on the field. I think I just like, I value that time to like kind of be able to mentally and physically switch off and recover so that the next time I go out, I'm going out as strong or even stronger than the last time. So, um, I think for the everyday athlete, it's like, that's important too. that time to kind of decompress, come down from that high. And then once it's time to get back out there, you're, you're recovered and you're ready to go again. For you, Rose, what is your icy hot rest day routine? Oof. I mean, I, I'm sure you guys, I don't know. I probably have said this to you guys before, but I love doing nothing. I just, 
sit on the couch. I get a coffee. Yeah. I read. I do nothing. I walk about a hundred steps. It is Perfect. like my ideal day. Um, so that's my ideal like recovery routine. And then um, I think I've said this before, but I what I like love about working with Icy Hot is it's just it's truly been with me through my whole career. Like, I feel like it's the one thing I can remember in high school being like, oh my God, I'm feeling my knee. I'm feeling my quad. Who has the icy hot? Um, and so now I'm like, even into my pro career, I'm still, I'm still using it. So it's just, it's kind of like, it's just fun. Cause I feel like it's like grown with me throughout my career. And, um, so it feels like such a fitting partnership. I love it. Well, okay. So then the well, one last fun one, I think before we, we close out here since, and I love that. I love a good nothing day those are the best mm-hmm. kinds of days 100% agree with you hands down uh when you are maybe doing nothing you mentioned settling up with a book when what's something that when you are with your icy hot you're trying to rub down you're trying to relax you're trying to do nothing is there a go-to like track that you're playing is there a song that you're listening through through this time or, or what is the book that you're maybe want to cozy up with oh I'm either books or sports do you guys want me to show you what I'm currently yes, 100% reading? hundred percent. Yes. This is going to be good. This is like actual inaction. Roosevelt letting us know what part of her routine is. Look oh at my gosh. <laughs> Did you guys ever read this? <laughs> Listen, tell us what it is. Rose. Promote tell it. the listeners. What, what tell you the listeners. With us. For our listeners who aren't watching Seri- this on video. It's series of unfortunate events. <laughs> Look at that. This is one through eight. These are the ones I finish. And my um, iPad is currently resting on 10, 11, 12, and 13. Have you read all of them? Or you've only read one through eight? Yeah. Or is this a read through? Currently, I'm I'm just starting the ninth one. But I read them in grade school. And I'm like, I just them so much and I'm like I need to read them again they're so I was, I was gonna say like so is this like a this is a reread this isn't like a first time this is a reread but from a really long time ago so like it is it is a little fresh too okay like, good I, lo- I, I love re- I love I love revisiting a book that you haven't in a long time because it feels like you're visiting it again for the first time I love that series of a fortunate event who who are you recommending of your teammates to read that next mm. <laughs> I don't know if any of them would listen to me. <laughs> you're, like, you're not, you're just, you're like, I don't want you, you don't want to expose your teammates for not reading. I appreciate it. I respect it so much. Good energy. Russell. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. This was so much fun to chat with you again. We appreciate the time as always. Best of luck in the remainder of the regular season uh, with the upcoming uh, championship, the CONCACAF W championship in July. Uh, we want to thank all our listeners as always towards the end of the show for joining us along and following with the episodes. Everybody, you can follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third for more. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to your shows. We're also available in video. Subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Attacking Third. We'll be back this week with so much more. For Sandra, Lisa Roman, and Roosevelt, this was Attacking Third. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.